My word, my lordy above, Stefan Molyneux, what an amazing couple of days were to be had in New York and what a genuine thrill, honor and excitement it was to meet so many hundreds of you who were interested in philosophy, loved what we were doing with this conversation and it was an amazing, amazing time. What a tsunami of love and passion and excitement we all had. So I was actually lucky I was able to do a two for one because um, James O'Keefe asked me to introduce him for his book launch for this great uh, book, American Pravda. We'll put a link to that below. You should check it out. So I gave a short speech there and did a lot of meet and greets with people. And we talked about philosophy and life. And it was just a very elegant setting and a wonderful time. And uh, next day I did um, lunch with a friend of mine, but found out, of course, that the venue, the original venue for A Night for Freedom, had canceled under, um, I would argue, not entirely upfront for not entirely upfront reasons and man i mean i've i i've planned conferences before i did a whole conference at the uh, sky dome and and it's wild because you know we had people flying in from all literally all over the world to come uh, to this event to to meet me and others and you know when you've sold north of a hundred thousand dollars worth of tickets you don't have a venue well you're having quite an exciting time but if there's one guy in the world who can handle it well i think we know who that is so we were able to, he was able to get a second venue and I went down to check it out and see what could be done. And it all seemed to be locked down. So we went, uh, we had a nice dinner, talked more philosophy and ideas. And then I had a great night's sleep, woke up in the morning, raring to go. And of course, what had happened is one o'clock in the morning, the second venue had canceled. Now, who knows what kind of pressure had been put upon these venues. Who knows how they even found out about it because it was not something that had been announced publicly as yet. So I guess we'll find out one way or another uh, as uh, this these events proceed. But it was really quite something to see this uh, radical deplatforming that was occurring. Like if you want to talk about ideas and you're not strictly on the left or ineffective like a lot of libertarians and conservatives, well, then you are in trouble and you face this kind of stuff. And so uh, I went uh, in the afternoon to check out the new space, all seemed to be set. Next morning, boom, well, actually, it was one o'clock in the morning when Mike found out that this second event had canceled. And then it became a mad scramble. And, you know, kudos to the guy, Guerrilla Mindset, that's the way to go. You check out his book as well. And um, it was, uh, it, he was able to get uh, the third venue. Now, this was great because the third venue was a big upgrade from the second venue, in my opinion. It was a fantastic space. Uh, it was at a nightclub, a huge space, very high stage, very high stage. So I went to that space early in the afternoon because I you know, wanted to help out. And also, if you're there, it's kind of tough to to cancel and, and kick you out uh, if, if you're already in and embedded. And, you know, it was kind of interesting. I have this, like when I do public speaking and, you know, I've been kind of a studio band for the last half decade, but it was great to be back out. I like to go out. It's a funny way of putting it for myself is what works for me. I go out and I make friends with the stage, make friends with the space, visualize, you know, the great speech, the great crowd, the great excitement. And because it was a high stage and kind of a smallish stage, I didn't want to pull an Aerosmith and tumble off the stage and end up being internet famous for fail videos. So we started the event, I chatted with a lot of people, which was great. Uh, it's wonderful, you know, to, to meet people, to hear about how the show, how Freedom Man Radio has affected their lives positively. We've I met a couple who, uh, people's married through the show that had kids because the show had changed their minds about fatherhood. There were peaceful parents all over the place. I mean, my God, this is the world beyond the YouTube comments of the bitchiness of, anyway, this is, 
people who've really put it into practice and some people had come an enormous distance and it was just an absolute thrill to meet them. And then Gavin McInnes, Mike Cernovich and Owen Benjamin and myself, we did a podcast Q&A with the audience that was broadcasted. I hope you checked it out. Afterwards, more uh, meet and greets. Uh, this amazing energy was building in the room. Like I've, I've done a fair amount of public speaking. I have never felt anything like it. And that, of course, is the amazing, positive, joyous, connected energy that the opposition wished to prevent from coming into being. It was a, a really joyful place. So I went up and uh, I did my speech. And I mean, it was literally surfing on a geyser of joyful crowd enthusiasm. And uh, I really let rip in a barn burner of a speech, which I was very happy about. And then uh, afterwards, we were, I was doing the meet and greet, like chatting with, with listeners and, and doing selfies and all that. But we were kind of by the speakers. And it was like, I could feel my brain slowly spraying off into the other side of the room from the sonic booms. So then we went to another area, which was quieter. And uh, it was, again, a humbling, amazing, wonderful experience. Like 500 people, I bet, were coming up and, and we chatted them and I found out about their lives and, and the show and what philosophy was doing for them. And uh, so, yeah, it was like uh, four or five hours of, of meet and greets uh, and uh, another hour or two at the O'Keefe event. It was incredible. And then, of course, during the event, I think it was before I gave my speech, we had found out that 75 to 100 members of, uh, you know, this terrorist organization, as it's designated, uh, of Antifa were coming down to, um, I assume, attack people uh, coming into going out of the event, maybe even try and force their way into the event. But there's this wonderful woman who was in charge of security who I've met before, who I would, I guess, kind of did place my life in the hands of. And she was incredible. She was um, perfectly uh, in charge, perfectly competent, and I felt perfectly secure. So uh, I continued on with the meet and greet, and um, I did not hear until later about the violence that occurred outside when the members of this uh, Antifa gang, well, I guess one, I don't know how many people, but a guy was, I think he was 53 years old, middle-aged guy, upper middle-aged guy, was uh, walking, trying to get, get uh, leave the event, and uh, they chased, one, one guy chased him down and half beat him to death, and he ended up, uh, the, the victim ended up in hospital, the guy's been arrested, and it's very, very serious stuff. This guy's gonna spend years and years in prison and uh, I mean, what a terrible thing. What a, what a terrible thing that this radical left-wing organization is, to me, it's kind of like a civil rights issue, not just a free speech issue, because we're getting together to talk about politics and ideas and philosophy, and people are being physically attack, attacked and, and half killed as a result of gathering to talk about ideas. And uh, it sort of put me to mind, you know, it put me to mind of the last time that a left-wing terrorist organization attacked people for getting together to talk about ideas. We're talking about the civil rights movement in the South in the 1950s and the early 1960s. The blacks who would get together, the, the people who would get together to try and uh, raise the standards and, and make more equal under the law, the victimized black community, uh, they were also attacked by left-wing terrorists. They were called the KKK. Now, uh, people who are gathering together to talk about freedom and equality under the law and uh, liberty and free speech are being attacked by a left-wing organization. And this is kind of the funny thing, and it, it really is absolutely tragic to, to understand this. Like, if you're on that side, you, you, are, you are a bad guy. Like, you, you are one of the bad guys. Now, it may not be obvious to you at the time, just like KKK wasn't always the bad guys, but it's going to be very obvious 
if any reasonable history is to be written in the future. It's very obvious. You may feel like you're a tough guy, you're like you're fighting fascists and you're punching Nazis and so on. You're a bad guy and you should change that. You really, really should. There's a wonderful life, a wonderful world. If you look at the energy inside, a positive, wonderful Chelsea Manning showed up and was treated with great respect and deference uh, and and happiness. And uh, I don't believe she was misgendered the whole night and, and people were enthusiastic. I mean, people, some people really disagreed with, with what she did, but um, she came in. Now, ima- imagine if I went to um, a radical far left conference. Can you imagine what would happen to me? Can you imagine what would happen to me? I'd probably not even make it into the conference. Uh, but uh, Chelsea Manning can come in and have a be treated with respect. And it's just, it's a very different world. If you look at the energy inside, is this positive, enthusiastic, joyful energy of the crowd and this enthusiasm for freedom and this hope for the future, this passion for truth versus outside where you have um, people dressed all in black and one of them hunting down, half beating to death a guy who wanted to come and talk about ideas. Uh, that is a very, very different world. And it, I mean, I read some of the media coverage and it's all pretty, pretty terrible, you know, because they have to refer to it as a night for freedom, but they always refer to it. It's, it's predictable. It's very boring and, and tragic and horrible. But they, of course, they say, well, violence erupted, like it just happened. No, like, but no, no, a guy was trying to leave the event and he got chased down, half beaten to death. That's not violence erupting. That's a guy being targeted and attacked by a terrorist, in my opinion. And, you know, they have to say it's the event, the so-called Night for Freedom event. It's like, no, it's not so-called. That's the damn name of the conference. That's the name of the party. And uh, they don't ever say so-called anti-fascist, so-called antifa, you know, which has become what they despise, I suppose. And the the media stuff is is predictably terrible. And there's no content of ideas, right? The media's goal is just to fire this pepper shot of labels at people in the hope uh, that you won't explore their ideas any further. And uh, that was tragic and horrible. And um, I I wish the the man the very best in in his recovery. And uh, the police were fantastic. The police had been following these guys around. And when they swarmed this uh, gathering, uh, they created this cordon of, of safety. People called in their cabs and their Ubers and got in and, and were able to get out safely. And, you know, kudos to them for uh, keeping the event as peaceful as humanly possible. And uh, just massive interstellar curses on those who, and they're not protesters. Like the media is referring to them as protesters. No, protesters are chanting signs and, and, and they're not violent. This is a, a, a feral attack upon people who wish to talk about ideas. And uh, it is it's a brutal, brutal deplatforming. And again, we'll find out what happened before. So there is going to be another one. Like if you miss this one, like you're kidding, right? I mean, where else would you want to be? It's an amazing group of people. I met people even more individually. We did, uh, uh, I guess, a brunch and a lunch uh, the, the next day. Uh, that was on the Sunday. God, just yesterday. I can't believe it. And I got a chance to have a, a sit down, do a little more, a couple more speeches and, and have a sit down and talk to people uh, over. We broke bread, we talked ideas, we talked philosophy, and I heard people's stories and oh, just beautiful. And it is a shame, you know, when this uh, sunlight of reason is spattered with the blood of the innocent and the philosophical. And uh, it was incredible. The other thing, which, of course, seeing a lot of people who got into crypto uh, to some degree as a result of Freedom Aid Radio, it was wonderful to see. You know, philosophy has traditionally been something that's really harsh and very negative, and you end up being chased around or deplatformed or unfriended or drink hemlock or thrown in jail or whatever. 
But here, philosophy has actually finally given people the gift of some financial freedom. And that is a wonderful thing to see. And I'm very proud to have been any kind of part of that. So I, to the 500 or maybe 600 people that I met with and chatted with over the course of the last couple of days, thank you guys so much. I, I hope that everyone understands just how much passion I have for the people who watch what it is that I do and participate in this uh, amazing philosophical conversation. I truly love you guys. Uh, as I said to a lot of people there who thanked me for what I do, for putting myself out there, uh, you are beyond welcome. I mean, it's, it's a, a real privilege and a joy to do what it is that I do. And I'm only there because you listen, because you view, because you share, because you support what it is that I do. That's the only reason that I'm there. And I hope that I do you proud when I go out into public and uh, talk to people and uh, give speeches. And so on. I do work very hard to make them, this is not just off the cuff. I mean, I work very hard. I spent two days working on an eight minute speech for James O'Keefe. And I spent uh, two weeks off and on working on the speech that I gave at Cernovich's uh, A Night for Freedom. So I do not take, I don't just sort of, oh, well, I'm just going to go up and I take very seriously the fact that I am to some degree the public face of our conversation here. So it was an incredible pleasure and privilege to meet you all. And uh, I hope that I get to meet you uh, at the next one. Sonovich.com, uh, I'm sure there'll be lots of information about that. You can follow Mike on Twitter for more about that. And I just Thanks to the organizers, thanks to the DJs, thanks to the venue who held it against, I'm sure, some very staunch opposition. And thank you. Thank you for the past 11 years. That is culminating in some absolutely amazing stuff. What a community we are going to build and what a world we are going to save. Thanks, everyone, so much. I'll talk to you soon.